Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. We've had a lot already this morning, haven't we? The songs that we're singing, what Chelsea just brought out, what Dave brought out, what Callum brought out. God's always speaking. He's always speaking. And I'm, I'm so glad of that. We, we have an individual in our word night who comes out with these really profound statements and um, it's James and he just makes these one-liners that are that are so profound and he says people say that they they can't hear God and I just go where's your Bible that could be a book title couldn't it I can't hear God where's your Bible it's true. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you hear me something. I'm struggling to read it. You've got your brightness right down. Daniel, have you got a testimony? Is that what? Sorry. Oh, that's my phone. She's learned how to do a power play off my brother. Daniel, come up here quick. Testimony. I love testimonies. Testimonies are powerful. And you've had some things in your life recently. Well, there's two testimonies. Come on. Um, got a message this week, early days, that Gabby could make a full recovery. Oh, come on. Okay, explain that. Um, Gabby works for us. She's been off since uh, May, diagnosed with cancer as bad as bad as you can get. Given till probably the end of the year, probably might not make it to Christmas. We prayed for her. I gave her a, 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 like a hanky thing, and and um, yeah. And this week, it was just positive. Like she could make she could make a full recovery. I'm like. Wow, it's pretty good. <laughs> and another one, um, this one was a personal thing. I said to Kylie um, two weeks ago, I said, I asked God, what have I got to do to make it rain? <laughs> and instantly he said, fast three days. So the next day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I fasted three days. Now this is, um, you know, this probably means like, 50, 60 grand to us um, on the farm because we were running out of feed like nothing else. And uh, anyhow, it rained that much and Ellie had to pray for it to stop. (laughs) (laughs) But, But the media say that it's El Nino now and we won't have any more rain for the rest of the year. Oh, wait a minute, we might have five to ten mil. Oh, no, one to five mil. And then we have 40 mil. Why do we say that? Because we say God can't, and he says, really? Mm. Mm. Wow. Grab that. Be it as unto what you say. Let's just let that sit for a while. Because I say a lot. And I'm, 
I'm really um, prompted by that scripture that says that we'll be judged. And that is, our, we'll be weighed. We weighed on all the idle words that we say. I'm like, oh, I've said enough. Idle words. Like, and you've got to look at idle too. It's not just idle just sitting there wasting fuel, not going anywhere, just idling. But what is else is an idol? When we have an idol in our life, it has all our attention, it has all our affection, it has all our worship. Proverbs 27, 21. Oh, I love Proverbs. Has anyone ever got into Proverbs and really <laughs> sucked the life out of it? That's what we're meant to do. Just get in there like it's like a big marrow bone and just... <laughs> The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold. But people are tested by their praise. Well, Jenny knows that one straight away. People are tested by their praise. You ever read Proverbs and you just go, okay, okay, what? The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold. Now, I had the privilege during the week of um, going and melting some gold to make a new ring for Kylie. And you've got to be careful with gold. It's a, when you're making an alloy of gold, you've got to be careful that it, you, you treat it right. So when you heat up gold, it immediately, all the, anything that's not gold in there starts coming out. When you heat up silver, anything that's not silver in there starts coming out. Now, where did gold and silver come from? Hmm. That's where we find it, in the ground. Potentially, it comes from the magma in the centre of the earth. The earth is always producing it. We think it all came at one time. Same with oil, same with gas, same with coal. We think it all came at a certain time. Now we're discovering that the earth produces this stuff. God's a genius. So, crucible actually brings out truth. True gold True silver. We're put through times of testing and fire in our life. The scripture tells us that what actually proves us through these testing times is what comes out of our mouth. Darn it, people. We can't get away from it. Our mouths. So I've been thinking... On Tuesday morning, I was like, I had this yearning, we've got to pray, like, and I was right, I was in this mode for spiritual warfare, and I started talking about that, and Ash goes, I'm tired, he didn't say those words, but he says, you know, there's, I'm a bit torn out, tired out, worn out from the weekend, and I'm like, well, so am I, rest, we need to be mindful of our bodies, don't we? We need to be mindful of things in our life. And a lot of times we're not. We're not centred. We're not mindful of where I am. We're always thinking of in the future or in the past, something that we've had done wrong that we wish we could fix and we can't, and something that we're planning for in the future. Ah! But when can we be mindful and just present and rest? So I started thinking about rest and how people are so restless at the moment, just restless, just flat out, people, you try and talk to them about rest and they're just like, I can't, you've got no idea. And I'm not saying it like that, but that's the pressure and the atmosphere you hear. Does this, is this ringing true with anyone? Like, okay, good. 
So I, I started thinking about it. And I'm like, God, how do we get rest? And I don't want my rest because there's so many things in Scripture. Like recently, do you know that in our, one of our word nights, it was brought out suffering. We still haven't really got into this at all. But life equals suffering. Stamp that on your car. That's, that's a true statement right there. Life equals suffering. We're meant to suffer in life. You might go, that's horrific. Is it? If we got everything we want all the time and had no question about it, does anybody like those people? Do you like those people that you went to school with? They had everything. They, they just, they fell over backwards into money and into sports and into everything. You know, they tripped and just succeeded. You know those people? I know those people. People thought I was one of those people. I'm like, no, that's not me. That was someone else. (laughs) No one likes those people. So we're meant to suffer in life. By the sweat of our brow, we're meant to till the earth. Tell me that that's not suffering. We're meant to. We have to. And why? Because we learn what is valuable through suffering. We learn what is true and what is pure through fire and through suffering. And do you know what? It makes us stronger. Nietzsche got it right. That which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. No, that's rubbish. It drinks some poison. Mm. (laughs) But there is a true element to that. Why are we so afraid of discomfort in our life? Why are we so afraid of things in our life? So I started looking at it. I'm thinking, God, is there ever a time that you promised us rest, but then said, Is there something that can stop us from entering your rest? Because I don't want just natural rest. Natural rest is having a sleep in, or I I don't know, whatever it is. But to be in God's rest, that rest of knowing everything's good, everything's in its place, I can't disturb it, as in I, I don't, it's complete. It's all good. I can't break it. That's what I meant. I can't break it. So, Psalm 95. I'm just going to grab some psalms here. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock under his care. I love this. But then it says this. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in Meribah, as you did on that day at Massa in the wilderness. Where your ancestors tested me, they tried me, though they had seen what I had done. For 40 years, I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I have declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Now, this is the Old Testament, and as Dave said this morning, You know, Jesus came to give us the New Testament. Lucky that's not in the New Testament because that's a bit harsh, isn't it? You know, if you test and trial me, and then you won't get to enter my rest. Is that God saying, you shout, you know, because of your behavior, I'm going to... No, no, no. It's like because of something that you're focusing on, you can't enter my rest. And if I allowed you to enter into my rest while you're carrying this wrong mindset, you're going to just warp it all up. You need to have some fire in your life first. You need to have some getting out that waste and that rough stuff. But it is in the New Testament, Hebrews 3. 
verse 7. So we need to sit up and take notice. This isn't just Israel they're talking to. This is all of us. Verse 7. So as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, today, today, let's be present. Let's not worry about anything that needs to be done tomorrow or this afternoon or even be mindful of when lunch is. Oh, that smells so good, Jenny, that food out there. Or stuff in the past. Don't worry about things that need to be done or things that you could have done, should have done, would have done. Let's today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Don't cause a blockage in your heart as you did in the rebellion. During the times of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me. Though for 40 years they saw what I did. He's going over this again. This is actually really important that he's repeating this twice. They saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray and they do not know my ways. So I've declared in anger, (laughs) oath in anger, they shall never enter my rest. But then it goes on to say, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but rather encourage one another daily while it's still called today. Being mindful of today, let's encourage one another today so that no sinfulness can get into our lives. It says here, um, if we are hardened by sin's deceitfulness, we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold on to our original conviction firmly to the very end. As it has been said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Does anyone fully know what that means in the rebellion? I'm like, okay, this is a big one. Guys, this is a big one. If we want rest in our life, what is it that we need to avoid in the human condition that was identified to us through Scripture? Because we can look back at these guys and go, how dare you? How dare you behave like that when God was so good to you? And what are we doing today? Are we any different? So let's have a look at this. Exodus 17. We're looking at a lot of scriptures this morning. Is that okay? It's just Bible, Bible, Bible. I, this is neither the time nor the place. Yes, it is. This is the time for miracles. I see signs and I see wonders. What are signs? Scripture talks about it, signs and wonders. What are signs? I think it's a point. Signs point. They either tell you something that's coming up or they point to something that's going to happen. But they are for appointed times. Signs point to appointed times. Then there's wonders. God can just do whatever he wants. There's miracles. Then there's mysteries. So many things in scripture. Let's not get caught on those. But signs are meant to point us. Wonders are meant to marvel us. Miracles are meant to make us just honor and glorify God. Exodus 17. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of sin. Now, this, is, this isn't a desert that's just for sinning in. No, this is just a place. But it's not long after they went through the Red Sea. It's not long after the manna and the quail. It's not long after, well, actually, the pillar and the cloud were with them all the time. The angel of the Lord was with them all the time. So the whole Israelite army set out... <laughs> From the desert of sin, traveling from one place, oh sorry, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, 
but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? Hmm. But the people were thirsty for water there. And they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us up out? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and our livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. This isn't a small little argument now. They are quite heated. The Lord answered Moses, go out in front of these people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massa, which means contention, and Meribah, which means arguing. Because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord really here? Is he amongst us or not? Now, we'd never behave like this. We'd never behave like this, would we? This is downright deplorable. But if we're going to grab some lessons from this, this is the human condition, guys. This is, we can't look at this and say, oh, that's something that was... This, we have this potential to come out in this all the time. So we need to deal with this stuff. Number one, I've got points here today. They're not coming up on the screen, so write them down. Point number one, they travelled from place to place as the Lord commanded them. They arrived at this place. They had no water to drink. They were thirsty. So what was their response? They quarrelled. Point one, they quarrelled. They quarrelled. What is a quarrel? It's not a term that we use, you know, nowadays, but a quarrel is a heated argument or a disagreement, typically about a trivial matter, a trivial matter, an issue between people who are usually friends or on good terms. That's where a quarrel is. So they quarreled with Moses. They said, Moses, how dare you bring us into the, um, into the desert? Give us water. Moses, he had no water. Was Moses leading them or was God leading them? He brought them into this place and for a moment they switched their perspective. Not in a moment. For a long time they were just always in the temporary, not in the eternal. God was actually trying to open them up to encounter him and to encounter his realm. And all they kept doing was going, don't let, us, oh, don't let him speak to us at the mountain. Oh, oh, don't let Israel attack, oh, sorry, Egypt attack us. Oh, oh, we're all hungry here. Oh, we're freezing cold. Oh, he's, God's protecting them and looking after them. We've got to be mindful that you have not brought yourself to this point by yourself. You are not a self-made person at all. Now, this washes over young people because they think stuff just happens. But us that are older realize that there's some stuff that we need to do in life, isn't there? In this right here, oh my goodness. How many times do we look to, we blame people for something that we should go immediately to God about? They, that, it says they quarreled. 
they all got together. It's amazing how often we will talk to other people about problems in our life that others might be causing us when others aren't even the issue. We're meant to be going straight to God about it. I've got to be honest, I, I get challenged by this, but I know it's the truth. I know it's the truth. I know I must go back to God. I know that I can't be quarrelsome. Well, actually, Timothy tells us a lot about that. Well, Paul does to Timothy. 2 Timothy 2 and 23 and 24 verses don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but must, but must be, I can't even get these words out, kind to everyone, able to teach and not resentful. Kind, teach, not resentful. There are so many stupid arguments around lately. There are so many stupid arguments around lately. You can agree with me on this. There are so many stupid arguments around at the moment that are just trying to get our attention. Like, I opened up with it, weather. I found out what that poem was. Whether the weather be good, I oh know, whether the weather be hot, whether the weather be cold, will weather the weather, no matter the weather. Oh, no, I've lost it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got nowhere to hide, people. I've even got a lectern that's see-through. I can't. Stephen, why do you do that? So don't quarrel. You ever feel a quarreling thing rising in there? You need to make a point or something? Don't make it with somebody else about somebody. If you've got something against somebody, go to them. They might say, oh, what are you arguing with me for? I have nothing to do with this. That's what Moses is saying here. I've got nothing to do with this, guys. You're, you want to argue with me? I didn't bring you here. I'm following him too. We're on this same journey together. Don't think I'm withholding anything from you. I'm pouring out my life here. So they, they're quarreling with the wrong person. In fact, they're not meant to be quarreling. They're still going to Moses to go to God. Do you see it? They're going through Moses to go to God. And God says, you can't enter my rest if you're doing that. You can't. You can't be doing it if you're quarreling all the time. You can't. The second point is they grumbled. You might think quarreling and grumbling are the same things. But in the root sense of the word, in the Aramaic, word grumble means to stop, usually overnight. And it implies, <laughs> what's the word? Implies, thank you. It implies that you stop overnight and you get permanently stuck. You get permanently stuck. Okay, so where am I going with this? Have you ever been on a topic negative at night? You can't sleep and you're just wrestling with it. You're wrestling with it. You're wrestling with it. And then it becomes part of you. Then it becomes part of your conversation. It becomes part of you then. Then it seems to be that everything that comes out of your mouth and in your atmosphere around your life, it revolves around this one thing. And you're like, but I will be happy when I get this one thing fixed. That's not what it's about. There's not rest there if you're desiring for that one thing. To, there's not rest there. 
God says, no, 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 I've got rest for you, my rest for you, please enter it. They grumbled. It means to lie all night dwelling on developing a grudge and rehearsing the complaints. In a bad way, it means to be obstinate. Obstinate in your words, obstinate in complaint. Complaint, complaint. Grumbling actually means to accuse God. Makes an accusation not good enough. I felt bad even doing that. I'm pointing at this light saying it and I'm like, I I just don't even want to ever say that to God. Not good enough. Because as soon as I think those words, I know who am I to even say to the living God, by my opinion, dear God in heaven who knows infinitely more, not good enough. And what am I speaking on, honestly? Let's, let's just use my life. So far, it's 55 years. I'm using 55 years of experience. That's a long time, isn't it? Thank you. It's not a long time at all. I'm so young, so fresh. I don't look 55. No, that's not the point I'm making. I nearly fell over then. <laughs> okay, I've got to be honest with you guys. When I'm standing up here, you, you don't know, but I've had surgery and I've, my, my foot's still waking up and I don't mean to dwell on it, but I lose my balance all the time. And inside, sometimes, while I'm speaking up here, I nearly do the matrix thing. But it's all because I've, I've got no feeling in this foot, so I step on it and I'm like, whoop, there it goes. Oh, I didn't fall. <laughs> That's my life at the moment. So I might be having a conversation with you and mid-sentence I just go, You'll see me. You, you'll see it in the eyes. You'll just see me go. Now I'm... A, yeah. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because we need to be mindful and in the moment. And I've got to be honest, my pride... Oh, Stephen. My pride won't allow me... Like. People say, oh, I don't even notice that you're, you've got a bit of a limp. And I go, it's your pride, Stephen. You won't allow people to see. Because if I walked like my body wants me to walk, <laughs> it's pride. It's like this. This is how I get out of bed in the morning. Until my leg goes, okay. And my pride, I've got to go, right. How, do I, how does Stephen used to walk? Right. Okay, there we go. And I've got to force my body into this walk that's not mine, but it sort of mimics it. But my conversation can be disrupted. My attention can be disrupted because my focus is all on that and not on what God wants to say in me or through me. How many times do we get distracted by a temporal thing in our life? I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. We're about to stone him because I'm thirsty. And it's his fault. It's his fault I'm not getting what I want. Didn't you hear it? It's his fault. Let's stone him. Yeah, let's stone him. When was that ever a good idea? Because God brought them into a place. Let's go a little bit further with this. So Moses, so Moses calls out to God, and what is God's response? Oh, no, I forgot the water. Jesus, where was the hospitality crew? Who was in charge of it? No. Was it maybe that he brought them there to show them this miracle? 
that he brought them there to say, hey, out of dry rock, out of calcium carbonate and basalt, and I can bring fresh water, potable water. See, a lot of us know what potable water means. It means that it's fresh. It does not go off in a jar. Put the Murray water in a jar. That's fishable water. (laughs) Smells like fish in the bottle. Oh, dear, there's so much in this. There's so much in this. Grumbling, grumbling. Don't grumble. Don't complain. But if you... Okay. If you want to grumble, if you want to complain, there is a way that we can do it. Go to God. Go to God. And if you're like, but it's so hard to grumble to God. It's so hard to complain to God because he sets me right. I'd rather go and talk to Adrian because he goes, oh, really? That's terrible. They should never have treated you like that. Well, you're pastoral. Is that a bad thing? Power play. Don't accuse God. Do everything. Uh, So in, oh, I've got one here. I've forgotten which. uh, Philippians 4. Thank you. Philippians 4.14 says, do everything. Or is that Philippians 2? Thank you. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Ah, ah. Do everything. Ah. Do everything. And in the words of a very famous person in this church, what does that include? Every, every, everything. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Why do we need these reminders? Because we grumble and argue in everything. We want to manipulate and control the narrative and the direction of things when we're meant to trust God. This isn't a throwaway, God. The song we were singing, there's no other name, the name of Jesus, there's no other name. This isn't a catchphrase that we go, oh, it's a great slogan for a t-shirt and a bumper sticker. No, no, no. When the name comes up in my life like fear, bow. Fear, you cannot remain in my life. You get out of my life. When depression, when loneliness, when offense, when rejection comes in, they're all names. They're all names of things that are not mine. They're not yours. They have to bow at the name of Jesus. So this stuff here, this isn't just a story. We grab life out of this. Choose life. So they quarreled. They grumbled. Fourth point, they chose to forget. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. That's King James. Forget not all his benefits. Not good enough, God. What happened right before then? They complained about not having any food. So God says you're going to have these wafers in the morning and you're going to have quail at night. And they got it. They got this food. God did it. They were hungry, hungry, hungry and thirsty. They go close together, don't they? In the human condition, they should be fairly close together, but they are miles apart because they are a temporal instance of a feeling. Feelings are good servants, bad masters. If you ever let hunger and thirst drive you to being grumbling and get the hangries, oh, I've just got the hangries at the moment. No, shut that out of your life. Oh, I'm, I'm not being militant and weird on you, but there's some point we've got to change our words. 
We've got to be firm with ourselves. I've had to. Kylie pulls me up all the time, and I love it. I say, this is killing me. She goes, no, it's not. It is, honey. No, it's not. You're saying that this is going to kill you. I'm not saying that. It's a stupid thing. What are you saying then? These are idle words. If you're not speaking truth, they're idle words. And you might say, Stephen, oh, this is too much. No, no, no. Let it refine you. Let it refine you. If God starts challenging you on some words, and it's not just that. The whole thing that happened here is God got him to strike the rock. He wasn't there by himself. God says, I will go before you. I will stand by the rock. So many times we think we're on our own and we're stepping out and it's just like me against the world. And God's going, you dumb idiot. Yeah. Let's not forget. I'm talking to me. I'm not talking to you. I'd never call you a dumb idiot ever. But somehow I find it really liberating to say that to myself. And Kylie will correct me for it later. Because I should not say that about myself. Who am I to speak about a child of the living God in a detrimental way? They chose to forget. They forgot that God had fed them. They forgot that God had sent blood in the Nile, frogs in the bedroom, lice, darkness, death on the firstborn but saved all them. Darkness over the land except over the land of Goshen. Um, it was just so incredible what God did. They forgot. They, they chose. We choose to forget his benefits. And then when we say, what have I got to praise for? What have I got to thank God for? Shame. Shame. <laughs> they chose to forget and they chose, last point, chose to be thankless. Chose to be thankless. Do you know how many times in my life I've chosen to be thankless only because I have not been today I hadn't been present enough to know that I was receiving something and I could have been thankful and really received the fullness of it and it could have blessed the person, you know, being thankful see if we if we feel rejected in our life then no matter what somebody does for us no matter what somebody says to us we will find instances to say no 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 you don't like me no 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 you reject me no 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 I'm not good enough it's a human condition but if we know we are accepted and loved then even discipline, harsh words, even a slap at times, you know that it's, it's for good. Even if you're, you're told, no, 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 we, we, we're going without this in the family. You're being disciplined. You know it's for good. We've got to be thankful in all times. Thankful, thankful, thankful. I'm saying at this time, more than ever, We've got to make sure that quarrelling is wiped out. We've got to make sure that grumbling in us, not in other people. This isn't a thing to go, stop crumbling, stop quarrelling. Maybe, but first in here. First in here. See, Jesus said, you all say, you know, bringing this woman in adultery, and you say, oh, you've heard this saying, you know, don't commit adultery. I'm saying, in your hearts, guys, in your hearts. Go to your hearts. Don't look for behaviour in other people. Go to your heart. Choose not to forget, choose to be thankful.
Choose to be thankful. Choose to be thankful. When we're singing songs, I, I have to switch my mind and say, no, this is my reality. This is my reality. And I rejoice in that reality. Rejoice in these words. Even if I don't like the song, love this, all the songs this morning. There's some songs I don't really gel with, but I need to go, right, I agree with that, and I'm going to excite myself on this. I'm going to build up my faith and, my, and sing that out. Praise God. It's a choice. Let's choose to be peace-loving. Let's choose to encourage. Let's choose to not be resentful. But let's choose to be able to be kind to one another. This is what it is. Not quarrelsome, but being kind to one another. Able to teach, not resentful. Able to teach, not resentful. You might think, I'm not a teacher. This is talking about a servant of God here. All of us have the ability to teach on something that we've learnt. Someone might ask you for all the answers. No, none of us have all the answers, but we have a few. We've got a few keys, a few pointers that are signs that point to someone and point to an appointed time, the day of salvation. Today, see, many times in Scripture, today, day of rest, today, day of salvation. If you're mindful right now, if you know that you're separated from God, this is an incredible time right now to connect with God. He's made a way for us that no matter what's going on in our life, <laughs> no matter what we're facing in life, He has got an answer. He is the way. He is the truth. I love it. We go to Him. We go to Him. Bear our hearts to Him. <laughs> He's faithful and just. He can cleanse us. So today, if you're feeling like things have, have got too much for you and you're, you're not in rest at the moment, because rest isn't just laying down and relaxing. That's relaxing. Rest is carrying peace with you everywhere you go, even though you might be flat out. You're not resentful. You've got all the time in the world. You've got air in your lungs. You're not running and just, ah, you're not running in the margins. God does not want his people running in the margins, guys. He, wants, he takes us into wide open spaces. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack no good thing. I love that statement. I shall not want. It means I will not lack any good thing. If you need to keep saying that over and over in your life to, to bring your reality back to the truth, not to the facts, because our reality will look at the facts all the time, won't it? And then we go, that's my truth. I don't want my truth. My truth lies to me time and time again because it, it tells me fake things. And it wounds me when it does it. Anyone else? I need the truth in my life. At least the truth is solid. It's bedrock. I know it doesn't shift. If you're being knocked around and feel like you don't know where bedrock is, today is the day of salvation. And by salvation, that word in the Greek is sozo. It means to be whole, complete, in harmony. Whole, complete. Your body in harmony, your mind in harmony, your spirit in harmony, your soul in harmony. There's something about that. And then it talks, Scripture talks about the journey of salvation, that we grow in this. If you're able to stand, can you stand with me? Father, I just thank you for your spirit here right now, that you've spoken to us exactly how 
we need to hear. Father, I thank you that we lack no good thing in, in you and that you lead us, even though it might look barren, that you lead us into green pastures. There is food there, daily food there all the time. Father, you never leave us, you never abandon us, you never forsake us. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for our Saviour, who is the Lord of all. If you need to get right with God, or if you need to make a commitment to say, Jesus, I, I want you to be my Lord and Saviour. If you've never made this decision before, if you'd just like to let us know by raising your hand, just slip, quickly just put it up and put it down. I just want to know, so we've got some teams here to give you a Bible and connect with you. Because this is an important thing, guys. We don't do this often in church. We don't do it every week. But I don't want to miss an opportunity when we talk about the goodness of God today and, the, and Jesus. Let's reconnect with God. Let's reconnect with our Saviour here. Father, let's just repeat after me. Father, thank you for saving me. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for the way. And thank you for the life. Your life. Please forgive me when I've failed. Help me to make it right so I won't trip over again. Help me to free myself from this residue, this entanglement. I want to be free. Thank you for your freedom. I receive it now. Thank you for washing me clean. I'm whole. I'm healed. Complete and in harmony. I speak it out now. Father, thank you for harmony in each life. Thank you for that balance that comes. Thank you that no weights and no scales in our life will be out of balance. But Father, thank you for bringing it back into balance. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of authority, and a mind that is sound. Sound. Thank you, Father, for your promises. Oh, we stand on them right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your promises. Guys, we've been challenged on praise. Let's just offer God a praise to this morning. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for all your blessings. Thank you for all your favour. Oh, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for ha, your goodness, your goodness. Uh, guys, we need to lean in at the moment. And, and I don't mean now. Well, I do need now. Sorry, let me rephrase it. Now, but also, let's not... I, I've just been conscious this week of, of saying, because I'm a great small talker. I'm brilliant at small talk. I can small talk you into a grave. But I've been challenged on not small talking lately. And just go, hey, I'm, I don't want to small talk anymore. What's going on? What's happening? What's... So let's be real people. Let's not get caught up by the lies and the deception and the facade of what we think how it's meant to be. 
but that's not what it is. Because they thought it was meant to be, I don't know, a water world that they were walking into and God took them into a desert, but there was water there. Can we just be reminded by that? Forget not all these benefits. That's why he said, guys, every year you've got to celebrate the Passover because you forgot it even a few days after we did it. Mm. Let's not forget, guys. Let's not choose to, let's choose to remember, choose to remember because there's something in that and being grateful. Be blessed. Have a great week. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.